All right, welcome to the Framily Cast. This is us. That's a, our family photo. That's our family photo <laughs> that just took over. This is our family photo. This is our living room. We're in our PJs, just like you're in your PJs. Uh, and uh, ho- hopefully you're in your PJs. I don't know, maybe you're not in your PJs. <laughs> I have no idea, but we are excited. We're here live, enjoying life. Uh, live with five. Live with five. So everybody yeah. should be aware that um, there's only five of us doing this. Yeah. We, can't, we can't zoom in on the Hope is Here mug because our cameras are just on. We do not have our normal full team That's in right. here. There's no special zooms. We do have different camera angles, though, for your viewing pleasure. And uh, can we just switch to the camera for the viewing pleasure of (laughs) Isaac's pajamas? Yes, there it is. Isaac's pajamas. Can't beat them. With the complete with stocking hat. You know, it's it's one thing to to be on stage wearing your onesie. uh, With your slippers and no socks, which apparently I I thought no one wore socks with slippers. No, apparently I'm in the minority, but uh, they're all wearing socks. Uh, but uh, you know when you when you get out into your car in the morning and drive in and then walk across <laughs> the parking lot in your onesie. It's just a, it's just a different feeling in life. I'll admit. Um, yeah, wearing I, a onesie to church. I, on Thursday, I wore <laughs> clothes and then changed, which puts you in a panic because I totally Dude. played a joke and said that you were the only one wearing pajamas. But yeah. the problem is today I did. Oh, I got ready, put on fresh pajamas, not the ones I actually slept in. <laughs> yes, me too. It's internet magic, but I realized. I'm not calling home to say I'm on my way. Do you need anything? Because I would have to stop <laughs> in pajamas. Okay. Yeah, I'm not picking anything up on the way home today. Yeah. So. Just so you know, I love one of my favorite things is 5 a.m. club. My kids know about it. That means we're going to leave at five, go to King Supers in our pajamas, slippers. I love it. That's like Fight Club. It's on somebody's <laughs> 5 birthday. 5 a.m. club. <laughs> yeah, 5 a.m. club on somebody's birthday. We'll go get balloons, donuts. Do you make the birthday person get up at 5 a.m. and go no, do that? No, no, no. Usually, like, one of them's like, I want to go with you. Wake me up for 5 a.m. club. I love going to the store in my slippers and pajama pants. If you've been friends with me on Facebook for any time at all, you know that it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> but at least you have the decency to you wear socks. You haven't seen that yet. I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> I, I, do, I do have a public service announcement before we move on too much further. And that just so everyone knows that 9 o'clock p.m. is when you switch out of your daytime pajamas into your going to bed pajamas. <laughs> so just so you're aware, there is a time frame for that. Like you shouldn't, it shouldn't be a 24-hour cycle, yeah. but you should at least, you know, switch here and there occasionally. So you know. two, you're saying these are these days that we're in. Our two pajama days. There's the 9 p.m. to 8:59. The work 59, day. The work yeah. day. Yeah. Okay. Workday pajamas. Work pajamas. I got it. Too. I got it. Cool. Well, we are in our family cast live gathering, and uh, we're excited to be in living rooms all across northern Colorado. And we are going to be doing this every uh, week, the family cast live, and we do it at three times 6:39. And you are watching the 10:30. AM live cast. And it is family. It's about you and your family and maybe a friend who's with you, groups under 10 uh, for sure. And uh, we're just excited to have some fun, to be encouraged. These are hope-filled spaces. uh, And this is a time to gather in a unique way. So thank you. As you've noticed, 
we're, we're relaxed. It's going to be a good time and uh, lots of stuff happening. We got a great uh, broadcast planned today, uh, our conversation around the scattered church. We've got three songs that the uh, team put together that are really poignant, really great, all good stuff. And, uh, and so thanks for being with us. Thanks for joining in. Thanks for tuning in, watching on Facebook or watching through the live stream, the online campus. Uh, start a, a a watch party on Facebook. You might have friends that need to connect, need a space of hope, and this could uh, could be that. So make sure you let people know about that as well. And so, hey, as we get going here, Josh and the team wrote a song this week to uh, that really is poignant. It fits directly with the theme and our posture towards one another. And uh, so check it out. I think you'll be encouraged by it. It's pretty catchy. I think it'll catch on.
Welcome to the week. Wherever you are, whenever you are, and however you are watching this, thanks for connecting and keeping up to date with all things happening through our Crossroads network of family gatherings. Remember, right now, Crossroads has our highest impact as a network of peacemaking groups called family gatherings. These small groups of family and friends are hope-filled spaces where we are equipped and encouraged to bring hope to our neighborhoods, workspaces, and homes. A special welcome to those watching the live family cast, a special broadcast that reminds us we are doing this great work of hope together. We are not alone. The live cast happens each Thursday at 6.30 p.m., then on Sunday at 9 and 10.30 a.m. The Framley cast is available on demand starting Sundays at 6 p.m. So grab your Framley and tune in at some point each week. Don't forget two things we all do each week to stay connected and keep our work on track. First, fill out that digital connect card. And secondly, give generously each week. You can find links for ways to give and fill out the digital connect card along with talk notes at crossroadscolorado.com forward slash resources or in the comments section. The connect card continues to be a way to send prayer requests and to sign up for critical volunteer opportunities, as well as get information if you are newer to the network. Our generous giving keeps our ministries that bring hope to Northern Colorado fully resourced and moving forward. We may not be gathering in a large group right now, but lots of things are happening to resource you to be orange dots of hope. Hey, hey, all right. Well, we are here live, although we're getting word that maybe the 9 a.m. is being rebroadcast. I'm not sure if that's happening or not. But uh, we're here live, and yeah. I know on Facebook Live, I think it's going on, but I don't know. Is the live stream, does I'm it look like, are we good? So we've got two people in the room that are helping us figure all this out. So uh, for those of you that are watching live, that's awesome. If not, we'll get it figured out. But hey, um, Isaac, oh. talk to us about, is it, are we good? Are they, it was an error on their part. It was an error on their part. Oh, human <laughs> error. The human texting me reloaded their page. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Whoopsies. That's all right. Yeah, it's all good. Happens. That's all right. It's good. And here's the deal. Uh, I should say this. We are committed to this live thing because yeah. pastorally, I think gathering together live and being present with one another is important. Where we do that and how we do that is not, but I do think there's an importance to just knowing that we're, we're all together, we're here. And so for those of you that are tuning in live, that's great. And now for some reason, you can't make it to one of the live broadcasts, watch it on demand, stay connected, that's mm -hmm. great. And there's other ways to be a part of live things. We're doing live events um, throughout the week, daily really. So, uh, but it is important. So as while we're in this season, we're going to be doing the family cast live at these three times. It might look different. At some point it might be me staring into a computer screen or Isaac staring into a computer <laughs> screen. I don't know, but we want to be together and we are. So thanks for yes. tuning into the family cast uh, this morning. All right. So Isaac, talk to us though. We've got, we might have some kiddos in the room we and we've got some stuff for kids online on our website. Tell us about that. Yeah, so uh, our, our team has put together a, a really great website, and you can check it out at crossroadscolorado.com 
slash CK online. And in there, you, in, there's, if you scroll down the page, you'll see there's about three, three videos uploaded for different age groups that you can get in and check out, plus some downloads uh, for, for activities for your kids this week. Just to test it out, me and our family did it yesterday. We watched through all three videos, had multiple dance parties, and the kids were dancing around having a great time. Uh, super fun and engaging. The fact that one of the videos is like... Uh, stop animation with uh with with legos it was so fun and my son was just eating it up he was like <gasps> the bible in lego form you know <laughs> so you know you can check that out on, on our, our website there again crossroadscolorado.com slash ck online uh and try out the the activities you can do lots of fun uh here for your family and there's more to come this week mm-hmm. be, so be checking out that web page you'll see all kinds of fun stuff coming down for that yeah, and like how often do we get to do that with our kids? Like what you just described. Like yeah. have a like we always send our kids off to like kids, kids church. church. Yeah. But how cool is that? And we're here's the amazing thing, like we're getting to do all kinds of good stuff right now that is shaping us for the future of our church, yes. right? That make these things available so that you can do these things with your kids and share in their experiences as well. So that's really exciting. And Jess, we've got uh, something cool happening at family at crossroadscolorado.com. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about this. Well, did you show our family picture There it yet? is, right I there. can't remember. Okay, so what we would like, <laughs> what we're asking is for you to take a selfie in your family room. It might be roommates. If you're by yourself, that's fine too. If you're joining in with us, snap a selfie, a picture of you together. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> Look at what Ryan's, hey. Ryan's drawn on it, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, oh no. It's a Pirates of the Caribbean look. <laughs> yeah, okay, but... <laughs> anyway, back to it. Send us your family picture or a video that says we are family. Um, you might yell, hope is here. We're going to put them all together. And so the web address is family at crossroadscolorado.com. It's going to go to somebody, and they're going to send those to somebody. Yeah. So we were trying to add them in the thread, um, but it looks like you can't add your picture in the thread. So it's true. And just we're gonna... send it somewhere or tag us on Facebook, add it. Absolutely. That's going to be great. We are family. Hope is here. Welcome (laughs) to Crossroads. A little video of everybody saying hi. That'd be great too. And we want it for next week. We want it. Absolutely. Hey, while you're at coloring, can you color my beard not gray? (laughs) Do you think you could I don't know, but I think you actually have (laughs) it. I think you actually have a good... I don't know. I've lost my way here. So, But let me ask this question. Who do we have online with us this morning? Well, the Lewis clan is on our online, uh, I'm sorry, our online campus. <laughs> Looks like we got Sue and Jess and Rick and John. Sweet. So Isaac's on the online campus, which is crossroadscolorado.com forward slash live. And I am on the Crossroads Facebook live. So I'll keep my eyes on there and any interactions that we're going to have throughout the service today. Um, my Aunt Reese is here from Portland, Oregon. Nice. Hi, so Aunt Reese. So I always love that. Um, Jill Date, Katie, Andrea, 
Isaac is on Facebook. Got to get those stats up. What? Isaac, if you want, you can comment. And then I'll it talk. might be my computer at ah. home, just so you know. Carol Pretty, Jerry, thanks for joining us. Awesome. Um, so wherever you're tuning in from, drop it in there. Like, share it out, host a watch party. Definitely. Absolutely. And, uh, and here's the scoop all throughout the uh family cast yeah. be posting questions thoughts comments because it is a conversation and uh, Isaac and Jess are going to be participating interrupting when I start to drone on too much <laughs> in a monologue um, and so we really do want to make this interactive we are together right My sister-in-law Jen Oh, sister, you got excited about that. She must I be pretty know. nice. Auntie Jen. Nice. And uh, listen, um, for those of you that have connected with Crossroads and you were in our database and just kind of have been a part of the community, you should have received your Hope is Here sticker in the mail this week, along with just a little note from me and some giving envelopes. For those that are used to giving in person, you can drop those in the mail. But um, Take, make sure you get your Hope is Here. If you did not get a Hope is Here decal for your car and you want one, just post a comment in the section and uh, we'll make sure that we get that to you. You might have to private message us your address and uh, we'll make sure that you get your Hope is Here decal. We're gonna have lots of that. Just reminding us that wherever we are, there is hope, right? Now, yes. we're launching a brand new conversation during the Family Cast next week called The Family Practice, Surviving the Ones You're Stuck With. And this has been built and is being built specifically for this time, this conversation. We're gonna sit together and talk about each week one principle, posture, strategy that we can take to not just survive, right, the, the social distancing and the uh, kind of quarantine yes. that we're in, but how can we actually thrive? What is necessary when we're in that close of proximity to people that we just can't get away from, right? No matter how much we love them, there is <laughs> this reality that sometimes you need space, right? So we're going to be having that conversation. It's going to be good. Um, we've got something coming out uh, that we kind of started soft launching. Katie's been doing it in the evening, dropping a daily drop of hope at night. And starting tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., we're going to be doing a daily drop of hope live. I'm going to do that. And uh, I'll be live on our Facebook feed and we actually are working on another platform. So if you don't have Facebook, you'll be able to um, get to that. We'll email that out. But uh, it's just gonna be 10, 15 minutes live, like just some encouragement, some daily hope. We're gonna drop that in the morning live. And then in the evening, we're gonna drop a little note. If you're on our feed list, you'll get it in your email. You can watch the Facebook and the Instagram. And Katie's been writing up some really encouraging, very thoughtful blogs and uh, just some habits for us, spiritual uh, formation and practices and spiritual direction, right? That we all can use and stuff that's easily shareable to friends. So that's good. Uh, also our peacemaking partnerships, people are asking, we're still continuing to get that. What can we do to help? We're in conversation with our community partnerships like the community kitchen, our Edmondson school kiddos, uh, Lago Vista. Um, we have a partnership with an organization that uh, is providing diapers. And so we're keeping Keeping all this posted, we're working on a scattered church page that's going to have that on it. We're pushing it out. Thank you to everybody who's been willing to be a part of that. And so we'll be giving very specific ways to do that. And there is a good plan in place for the kiddos at uh, um, 
at uh, Edmondson School for lunches and breakfast, actually. And they're going to let us know what volunteers they need. They're not quite sure at this point, but we're monitoring that. And we're always looking for ways that we can participate in strengthening the community as the gathered and scattered church, Mm -hmm. right? Well, before we kind of jump into our conversation, we have a great song to just set our hearts in a good space, in a good frame of mind. Uh, The band, and I have to confess, I was told that Josh did not write that song that we played. (laughs) I guess not. He did not write. That song's been around for a while. Stand by me. He didn't write. He told me he wrote that. So Josh did not write that. I know. We were were feeling like super grateful to have such a talented bunch. Yeah, I was like, wow, this should be like a theme track for a it movie, a soundtrack or something. He it was seemed very catchy. Very catchy, very but catchy. come to find out, it's a cover. So, But that's all right. It's well, still good. We don't, we don't all know everything. We right? don't all know everything, so <laughs> it's all well, good. At least. <laughs> so listen, we got a great song that they put, they've uh, put together for us that really talks about God being present in the waiting. Uh, mm. This is a season of waiting. We're waiting and wondering what's going to happen. Uh, how is life going to be different on the other side of this? Um, many of us are in circumstances where we uh, are part of small businesses. We own a business. We've been put on furlough or, or been, been like our hours have been cut dramatically. And you know what? Those are honest. It's okay to have a sense of kind of fear in that. And I understand that we're all saying, you know what, as followers of Jesus, we don't fear fear. But there's a reason why Jesus said, don't be afraid. It's because people were afraid, right? It's a very reasonable response to have fear in these times. And what I want to encourage us is to not let fear control us, that in the moments where we sense fear, kind of lean into God is present in our fear and, it, and that we're not terrible people if we have these moments where our mind and our spirits go into these rabbit trails. But God walks with us into that space and it's in the waiting that God does some of the best work in our lives, that love does some of the best work in our lives. So, hey, just like breathe a little bit, sing this song if you know it, if you want to just kind of close your eyes and listen to it. And then we're going to come back and get our conversation going around this idea of living curiously as the scattered church. Lead you on. 
conversation and uh, welcome everybody if you're just kind of tuning into the family cast we're so glad you're here thanks for being here with us and uh, we're kind of wrapping up today this conversation we've been having for the last few weeks around what does it mean to live curiously it's been a part of my vernacular for a long time because uh, it's just an important I think it's a great principle that we don't live in a confusing way as people of faith, but we live in a curious way and we exist as a gathered church uh, in a curious way as well. So again, welcome everybody to the conversation. I've got Jess Pez here, longtime nickname, (laughs) right? Jez. Jez Pez. It's all one word, capital P in the middle. Yes, and Jess is our uh, worship arts programming Mm -hmm. director, uh, Mm -hmm. serving us very well. And we have Isaac Bartholomew, who oversees, is like our director of ministry development programming, (laughs) families. 
Ministry of etc. Etc. Et right now, I don't know That's what my right. job is. That's <laughs> right. Ministry of etc. And my name is Ryan, and I'm the lead pastor here. So glad you joined in with us. Thanks to everybody. Uh, we're in homes all across northern Colorado. We want to say a special welcome to those that are in the homes out in Greeley, who mm. you have attended a church there called Crossroads yes. Greeley. Crossroads Greeley. And Crossroads Greeley got planted out of Crossroads Loveland a while ago. Yeah. And so Crossroads Greeley church members are tuning in to the Live Curiously broadcast and the family cast. So we're glad you're jumping in yes. and being a part with uh, us as well today. So good stuff. Hey, listen, our anchor verse for this series is found in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. And it says, you're a chosen people. And we've talked about this, that chosen does not mean better. Chosen is not a statement of value to God. Chosen is a statement of purpose, right? That there's a purpose for why um, this gift of faith and God's election of Israel and now broadened out to people that put their faith in Jesus. And that chosenness, it says, is that we're called out of the darkness into his wonderful light to show others the goodness of God. Man, it is not for perfect doctrine. It is not to tell people who's going to hell and who's going to heaven. It's not to say, oh, we're the only ones that are, it's to show people the goodness of God. That's what we've been called out for. That's why we gather and scatter in a curious way. And the first week we started this conversation, we said that God's people become curious when they proclaim the goodness of God in a language that people understand. And today that's the language of hope. People uh, long for hope. Long, long before this pandemic even happened, people want hope. Our community need hope. Our coworkers need hope. Uh, families need hope. And so the language of hope is the way in which we bring the goodness of God to people and it transforms hearts and lives. We see it over and over again. And then last week, we talked about the gather church and we needed a very clear purpose for why we gather, whether we're gathering in this building or whether we're gathering in the 700 sites that are all over Northern Colorado, <laughs> right? We're gathering for the sake of the other. That's why God brings us together. It is important that we gather to be encouraged and equipped so that we might bring the goodness of God to others uh, in a healthy way. And the plan of God has always required a people of God, a people set apart, chosen for that purpose, not because they're loved, not because they have perfect theology, not because they're the ones that are going to heaven, but because they're the ones that function and act like yeast in this world, the that hold everything together, showing what compassion and grace and mercy looks like, not judgment and exclusion, but inclusion. And that's what we're leaning into as a church. Sound good? Yes. Yeah. Let's go. All right, let's do let's it. So here's a question for you to think about if you're watching there in your family rooms, we're gonna discuss it, is what are the risks of being dependent on a building as our identity for our identity as a church. So the idea behind this question is that oftentimes people assume or they think about the identity of a church based upon the building that it gathers in, but there are some dangers to that. And what are those? What are some of those dangers? Jess, let's start with you, this cast. What are some dangers if our identity is the building? Well, that's an interesting question to me because for the first nine years of Crossroads existence, we didn't have a building. Mm -hmm. So we experienced life as a church, as a mobile church. And so if you've ever experienced mobile church, it's, it's obviously a group of people. It's not about your building. We'd be in one school on a Wednesday night, a school on a Saturday night, a different school on Sunday morning. Um, Celebrate Recovery met somewhere on Friday nights. High school and middle school met downtown. I mean, we were the church. Mm. 
Our identity was not in a building, but I think the danger is then the building gets built, it all goes into that one spot. It's very easy for it to become maybe even, I mean, I think a danger would be like, we've got this fancy building now Mm. and it becomes about that. So even the proximity of maybe it won't work for people to come to that building. Mm. So maybe they disconnect. Yeah, and even the idea that, oh, well, we're successful now. We have a building. Yeah, like now, the good stuff coming out of that building, you don't want to be measuring it by your building Mm. Mm -hmm. because you can't necessarily see all of that. Yeah, Yeah, like your your impact is only uh, contained within this space right here at, at... 57th and, and Taft, uh, or a time at 9 and 10.30, as opposed to being a church, like you were saying, you having an identity in people and being able to be out there uh, and impacting as a, as a church, not in this space, actually. In fact, much more impact being had somewhere else. I think another risk for me, when you look at the, uh, finding your identity in a space like this, comes down to some of the logistical uh, risks are like cost. Um, making mortgage payments or utility payments and not, uh, and, and, and not, and not, I think those are good, but like when that becomes the, the primary focus and you're, mm. and you're focused only on, oh my gosh, we got to make this payment this month. Maybe we, we default or we don't give money to a ministry or partner, a group of people that we're committed to like Edmondson or, um, like our, our connection there or the Loveland Community Kitchen or maybe a partner in a different part of the world that we're working with to try to help because we have to make the payment here. Mm-hmm. You know, like our, our focus gets, uh, could be, I think a risk could be that you, you don't focus on what's going on around you because you have to um, fall into the responsibility you have for yeah. those payments. Yeah, I think the danger you're talking about is to get lost in making decisions uh, based around logistical realities. You make decisions based upon the need to pay the mortgage, the need to pay, because if we don't have this building, then we're not that, so, and and fear can set in. Uh, The building becomes a have to, right? You have to have the building, you have to be in the building. And then when something like this happens, a church can easily lose its identity, its connecting point. If, If the truth be told, work does happen in this building. And this building is a great, any building is a, can be a great resource, but it moves from being a resource to being the thing. Like right. it is, becomes the measure of success. And the reality is a ton of work and ministry takes place outside of this building, right? And so if the, our identity is the building and well, if I don't meet in the building, if I don't go to church, then, then we actually aren't doing any ministry as a church. So why would I continue to be present and be a part of things with my giving or with my talents, whatever it might be, you know? Right. It's true. And, and I think what happens is if our, if our mentality of around this building or any building for that matter is it's necessary, it, it's required, like to be the church, we have to have a building, then we're living in what I would call immature religion, right? Immature religion, because immature religion always sits in this space of requiring us to, right? Mm-hmm. So, Immature religion says to be the church, you have to have a building and to be a really good church, a successful church, you have to have a big building, right? <laughs> and it has to be really cool. Uh, and and that's, that's part of immature religion. Now, immature isn't necessarily bad. I wanna be like, immaturity is a part of maturing, right? We are always maturing. And so to say to someone, do you wanna go to church with me is a great place to start, 
right? It, it is. It's probably not the best place to start these days. It's probably step two or three. A great place to start is do you want to come have dinner, you know, and yeah. hang out with people and actually learn if it would be beneficial mm-hmm. for them to be a part of your church. It might not be, right? But but it's a it's not a bad thing to say, do you want to go to church? But if that's where it ends, that's that's we're just staying there versus moving into mature religion which mature religion releases us for something. So the building releases us for work, right? We're gathered in homes to be released for something. It, there's a danger that this becomes the success. How many people tuned in on Facebook? What were, how many people, oh, look at how many, we've got so many followers. Like then right. all of a sudden we have just shifted from one immature religion to another immature religion. If, if, if the medium of gathering people together becomes what is successful, then we have a real problem and we've stayed in immature religion, right? Are you guys getting any feedback online? No, not much. No, no one's listening. Yeah. Uh, so no, they are listening. Question. Katie says it's it's also easy for the mobile church or the church plant to be all about the gathered worship experience. Yeah. Sometimes even more frenetic energy is expan- is expended by a mobile church planting team than a group that owns their own building. Yeah, and that's a great point Katie brings up is if all of our energy, and, and it's whether it's this building or any building, right? If right. all of our energy goes towards getting everybody in the same room, we're living in immature religion that says it's required that we all get in and we have to have this great experience. And, and we miss point of being sent out, the point of living curiously. And that's kind of the first thing we're Mm -hmm. talking about today is when you really look at it, when you really think about the the way that God has worked and called God's people into this world, that God's people are always sent people, Mm. always sent people. Now, I definitely think that there is a reality that the chosenness, the uniqueness, that there's a peculiarity to it, right? There's a different value system that goes into place. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's around like just pure morality. Like, oh, like God's people don't play cards or dance or drink or, you know, I don't think that, but I think there's a peculiar way of living that's inclusive. There's a peculiar way of living that's gracious. There's a peculiar way of living that's generous, but we're sent out to be that right? Uh, Jesus talked about it in terms of being salt and light, right? He says, you're the salt of the earth. You're the light. You're a, mm-hmm. You don't hide a light on a mountain, right? You are these things. And, and he says this in Matthew, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father. That's the sentness. You want to let your light shine. God has called us to be these people that go out salt and light in the world not so that people mm. learn the right things about God. I mean, that's what's so amazing about Jesus. Like Jesus doesn't seem to be at all. It's, it's not a theme of his to make sure everybody has doctrinal purity. Are you following the right law, saying the right things? Jesus never got angry at anybody for not praying correctly. <laughs> I mean, he just never did. Everything is about this reality. See your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. Like we're sent out, you know? I like, I like that Regan says it's a, this is a reminder that if I'm not in the church building, my friends are still my friends. The people God put in my life in the building are still there yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Whether I, we're in the building or not. That's awesome. And that speaks to what if I don't have a building to, what if I don't, what if I can't say, do you want to go to church mm. with me? That's it. That's a wonderful low hanging fruit for, especially for people that are, are seeking and interested. But what happens when I, that's no longer available, available to me. Mm to go to church with me. And I have to say, do you want to come to my house, right? Do you want to participate in the family cast? 
Constance says, in gathering in our homes, we get to be involved in each other's lives, needs, and blessings. That's great. Exactly. Perfect. That's so good, yes. right? Um, this concept, Paul uses a great word for it, a great imagery in his letter to the Corinthians, one of these churches that he planted that like all churches got all messed up and jacked up and confused. But he says, we are Christ's ambassadors, mm. that God is making God's appeal through us. And what is that appeal? Like, come back to God. Like, God loves you. God is reaching out. That's the appeal, right? But I love that word, ambassadors. Uh, any, uh, are there any West Wing fans in the room? Isaac is. Isaac gets to stay even in those pajamas. <laughs> Jess? I think I'm a future West Wing fan. Future West Wing fan. Because I've never seen even one episode. Oh, it's like good. It. It's I, in this season, if you haven't watched it, I do it. sleep through dramas. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a drama. Sleep but, uh, sitting up. If it's after 8 p.m., I'm going to be asleep sitting up. There's some good naps yeah. that can be had in West Wing. Yeah, there I could see it. But, but I will show. watch it. There's a great scene in the West Wing where the president is bringing in an ambassador and, he, and is commissioning that ambassador to their post out in the world. And, and the president asked that ambassador, where, uh, where is the country that you represent? And oftentimes the ambassadors would point to the country that they're being sent to. So if they're the ambassador, the US ambassador in Paris to France, then they would say, oh, France. And the president would turn the globe around and remind that person, no, you represent the United States. Mm -hmm. Like the reality is, when we have walked into and accept this gift of chosenness, when we put our faith in this way of Jesus, the way of grace and love, inclusion, forgiveness, living this like way in our life, we no longer represent our wants. We no longer represent our work. We don't represent our family, but we represent that kingdom, a kingdom of righteousness, treating one another in a right way, uh, peace, wholeness, fullness, and joy in the midst of things like we're experiencing. And that's what we are. We're those ambassadors, right? Now, a couple things about sentness, right? We see this in scripture. We see this in our own lives. The first thing is this. Sometimes God's people go by choice. And I know that the screen says sometimes of God's people, which is absolutely wrong. This is the third you time it's it, been right? up. I typed it, right? So it's... <laughs> I want to beep, I'm just, beep, beep. Jess just backed the bus up over. We want to be clear. <laughs> she did not do that. Some of God's people or sometimes God's people, we go by choice. So I'm going to go to the next screen. <laughs> That's not right. I, this, Isaiah is a great example of this. Isaiah 6, 8. Is, Isaiah is commissioning as a prophet. If you're familiar with Isaiah, if you're not, he's a prophet. In the, and we have an Old Testament book that uh, kind of talks about his ministry and his work to the people of Israel. And Isaiah says, in Isaiah, it says, I heard the Lord asking, whom should I send as a messenger to this people who will go for us? Remember, we said mature religion releases us for something. Who will go for us? And he says, here I am, send me. All right, so that is a choice. We make choices. These choices are our vocation, right? That's a choice that we make and that's a space. You've made some vocational choices, Jess. Like yes. what are some things that you've done where you've been ambassadors? Um, well, I taught, I taught elementary music, actually elementary and middle school, mm. K through eight public school music before coming on staff here. Yeah, and so that's a great space to be an ambassador. I for sure felt like I was an ambassador spreading love and encouragement through education. Yeah. Where are some places you've been an ambassador at? Uh, well, most recently before here, I was working for group publishing and part of their group mission trip 
mindset of doing home repair all over the country and being an ambassador, mm-hmm. uh, I think an ambassador of Christ in that in those times to, to, to share people who couldn't help themselves and help them repair their homes. And, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun to be a part of that all over the country. So it wasn't, you know, just here in Northern Colorado, but we were, we were yeah. traveling all over the place to, to That's help people. That's great. So we have those experiences where we make a choice and we say, okay, I'm choosing to answer this call into my front line. You might think of it as a front line, like where I work, my neighborhood, where I go to school, where I shop. These are spaces, right, where I go out and I am an orange dot of hope. Like that's our language around here. I'm this orange dot of hope. We have a big orange dot of hope in this building, which is great. And you're an orange dot when you're gathered in your family groups. But boy, when we go out and we bring hope, now we're really starting to live out as the scattered church. And sometimes we do that by choice, but sometimes... Sometimes we also do that by circumstances, right? So sometimes, and some of God's people, we do this by our circumstances. A great, go ahead, yes. Is this a good signal? This is a good signal. I love it. I raise my hand. Because I like what Heather is saying here that has to do with what we're talking about. Depending on a building for a church experience can make us compartmentalize our faith. Mm. So like that's where my faith is. This is where my work is. This is where I learn. Yes, we live instead of living as ambassadors wherever we go. Yeah, and the truth is that divides our soul. Yes, Mm. right. We don't become whole people when we see and understand our faith in one space versus the other. No, that's good. So when we when we make that choice to go out into our workspaces as ambassadors, we're actually creating a sense of wholeness in our being, Mm -hmm. in our identity. Like this is who I am, and I think it's easier for people to live that out when they're not. When they think, when they don't believe, by if I'm an ambassador, that means I have to be an ambassador for all the right doctrines. Because that's intimidating. Because then I have to go and take all the classes and I have to say all the right things. But, but what we're, this is really saying is, no, no, no. Like we're ambassadors of hope. Like we're ambassadors of grace and love and inclusion and forgiveness and non-judgmental right, hearts. It's very different. And it's, it's an invitation that is very well received in those spaces, right? Yeah. Sometimes though, it's not by choice, it's by circumstances. And the book of Acts gives us one of those moments that's very similar to ours, a time of great persecution. Acts chapter eight, verse one through four, it says that a great wave of persecution began that day, sweeping over the church in, Belize, in Jerusalem and all the believers except the apostles were scattered through the regions of Judea and Samaria. And this great persecution was being led by a guy named Saul and he was going everywhere to destroy the church. I love what this says. I love it. It says to destroy the church. I'm circling it on my screen, destroy the church. I love that the word church is used here before there were any buildings, right? There was this, he was destroying the called out ones. He was destroying the chosen ones. He was destroying those that would come and say, this way of Jesus is for all of us. He wasn't going around setting arson to buildings, right? That wasn't what was happening. He went from house to house, Right? He went from house to house, which is where you and I, he was going around and he was arresting men and women who were living out this way that was different than what he was used to seeing and experiencing. But here's the amazing part, right? And I love this. But the believers who were scattered preached the good news about Jesus everywhere they went. They were scattered and they did it everywhere, wherever they went. This good news, this news that the kingdom of God is present. That's the good news, that Jesus is present, uh, showing us God's love, changing our hearts, our minds about God, letting us know that God is a God of love, inclusion, grace, hope, mercy. And, and, and that's the good news. But it, 
the persecution didn't stop that, right? The suffering didn't stop that. I heard a great uh, definition of suffering uh, the other day that suffering is just simply not getting what you want, <laughs> right? And, and that can, like we're suffering right now with this uh, coronavirus. We're suffering with, we can't go to work. We can't send our kids to school. We can't, all these things. And so the question becomes, okay, I'm not getting what I want. I'm suffering. What is God doing? How can I work in it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that the gospel can still flourish in those moments, in those settings. And that's what it means to be the scattered church, right? At the end of the day, the scattered church, the scattered ones are, are people who choose to be those ambassadors. We make this choice. I'm going to be an ambassador regardless of whether it's by circumstances or by choice. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to be an ambassador of the kingdom of God in my everyday normal life. Now, granted, our everyday normal life is different right now. Some of us aren't going to work like we did. We aren't able to do the normal things, but whatever normal is, that's what I'm going to be. And that's what it means to be the scattered church, right? So whenever we're not gathered like this, we're gathered digitally. But when I'm sent out, whenever I'm not with the gathered church, I'm the scattered church. And I'm making a choice to be an ambassador, right? That's what, we're, that's what we're striving for. And we want to live out the heartbeat of the scattered church. So the scattered church has a heartbeat, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this or not, but the heart has two beats to it, right? When you get the, uh, on the, on the cardio, echocardiogram, right? Is that what it's called? <laughs> but you guys, it's blub, 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 right? You want blub. two heartbeats with it, right? They're actually called the, the glub and the sub or something. Mm. Like they really are called that. It's mm. kind of like a, it's a strange kind of, word you'd think, right? But so there's two beats, two parts to the heartbeat of the scattered church. The first is this, be inquisitive. Mm. And by that, I mean, ask this question every day. We ask it in church all the time. What is God inviting you to? Look, I said it right there. We ask it in our gatherings. Mm -hmm. What is God inviting you into today? It's a great question, but it's not a question just for the gathered church. It's a question for every day. So let me ask you all, what has God been inviting you into over these past few weeks as you've had this opportunity to really live poignantly as this scattered church. Let me ask you that are watching, what has God been inviting you into? So just take a moment, think about it, post comments. How about you all? What has God been inviting you into today, in this season? Um, I always make friends at the grocery store. Of course you <laughs> so do. So if my kids are watching, they That's can vouch for this. <laughs> They usually say, mommy, you don't work here. If I find somebody looking for something and overhear it, then I help them find the aisle. Actually, um, I heard a couple looking for a certain type of whole tomatoes. I couldn't see who they were. And I said, oh, excuse me, what are you looking for? And they stood up and they said, Jessica, they knew me from here. (laughs) We were at the Windsor Kings. Uh, Windsor King Supers. Anyway, I do that, but I think especially as tensions have been rising Mm -hmm. with people getting to the store Mm -hmm. and looking for things and stocking up on things and feeling stressed, um, the employees have especially been taking a beating from people just tense Mm -hmm. and frustrated. And so I've taken the opportunity to thank people when they're cleaning carts at Costco um, or checking, checking us out at Costco or King Supers. I mean, those are the two places I've mostly been in the past few weeks. Um, but I like to use people's names, look at their mm. name tag. And I think when you use their name and you thank them for doing such good work and going the extra mile, I think it adds value to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I heard John Maxwell say, every single person you come into contact with, you can add value into their life. Mm. 
And so I've thought that, especially in the last two weeks. Yeah, that's good. How about you, Isaac? Yeah, I think for me, it's been a it's been an interesting journey because so much of my my life is scheduled and planned, and like I'm I'm going and I'm I'm always onto the next thing, onto the next thing. I think what I the phrase that has come up is feeling. And what has God invited me to is maybe to be more present. And, mm-hmm. and nothing was more clear than this than the other day of being able to have breakfast with my family, which typically is just a crazy time of the day, um, just absolutely bananas. Uh, we have one kid probably already gone off to school for something early. Uh, not, the other two are around the table just trying to get whatever food we can get into them and then <laughs> get them off to their schools. And, um, you know, like that that mindset of sitting at the table is is hard, like just as it, it, we just never get that. And so the other morning I was sitting there um, because we're forced to be home more and, uh, and sitting at the breakfast table, enjoying my bowl of yogurt and granola. And, and then sitting right next to me is my, my son eating his yogurt and granola. And we're just having a really great conversation about Transformers or Legos or Captain America, who's his hero, and probably <laughs> Ryan Howell, who's also his hero. Uh, <laughs> but, no, uh, but just to have this really cool conversation and being present in that moment that uh, mm. to be invited into that, you know, what is God inviting in, me into or, or even um, being able to have the opportunity to play basketball with my two girls. And we played pig the other day and it was just a lot of fun to yeah. be present in that moment um, when, when we're forced to settle down a little bit mm-hmm. and, and, and be, you know, with the family more often, I, you know, that's what I feel like in this stage where God is inviting me into. Yeah, that's good. Jessica on Facebook said, being present with our kids, Oop, mm. it went. being present with our kids during this quarantine has been a wonderful gift. Mm. And Andrea, same, she does the same thing, tries to make friends with people in the stores. I want to let them know that not everyone is out to be angry and upset. Yeah. It's so good. Jill Date, focusing more on relationships with each other. It's easier without the busyness of the outside mm. world. Yeah. And it's this mm. kind of global invitation of God is to see one another mm. as humanity, right? As a team, mm. right? It's amazing that this is an opportunity if we'll lean into it to break down a lot of those categories that divide us and really live out that ethic of inclusion. And, um, and, and so that, those are all, awesome. Now here's the question, right? It's not just enough for have that first heartbeat, right? Of, of inquisitive, right? Which is great. It, it sets a posture. It brings an assumption to the table that God is at work among, uh, among my network where I am, that God is inviting me into this great work of God. But it's not just enough to recognize it. We actually have to have that second heartbeat, which is to be willing, right? <laughs> we can say, well, what are you inviting me into today, God? Well, I'm inviting you to go do this for your neighbor. You're like, oh, I'm out, right? No way. <laughs> but we have to be willing. So we have to take this posture, that second beat of like, I want an adventure in saying yes. There's a great book out, uh, Adventures mm-hmm. in Saying Yes. And uh, it's just filled with great like stories of, uh, of, a, of a guy who just said, I'm gonna take this posture of saying yes to God. And like these stories are insane. Like some of the things that they said yes to, but it's really powerful. And, and I wanna have that posture, right? I wanna have this posture of like, if, if I get a whisper, if I get a nudge, and by the way, for me, a whisper and a nudge, we hear that, it sounds really, if I get a thought in my head that I don't know where it came from and it's not like damaging, right? Because yeah. that's probably a different thought process. But if I get a thought in my head, I generally take that as a nudge from God. So if, 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 
a person pops into my head that I haven't thought about in weeks. I take that as a nudge from God. I say, oh, that's a whisper. Or if I just start thinking about something that is out of nowhere, that can be, uh, bring joy to someone or that is, is good intrinsically, I assume that that is a whisper from the Holy Spirit into my life. And so I'll try to respond to that, you know? Mm. And so we have to be willing to, to go into these adventures. And so that's really the next step for us as the Scattered Church is this week, the coming weeks, to live a life that goes on Scattered Church adventures right? How do I start to see my world differently? So here's some possibilities for us, right? These are things that I've heard from people I've seen, things that, I, that we thought about that could be really easy, good things for us to do. So a scattered church adventure, prayer walk your neighborhood. Mm. Go for a walk in your neighborhood. And by prayer, I don't mean grab that Crisco, <laughs> right? And slather it on doorposts to pray the coronavirus away from homes. I don't mean like grab a, a branch and, and sprinkle like the blood of goats as you walk. I don't mean like, you know, eyes closed, just trusting the Lord to help you navigate, you know, traffic or anything like that. I, I think honestly, those are weird. I'm just... And, and you'll become a, a ring network, you know... Yes, Star. yeah, exactly. All the ring doorbells will have you broadcast to everyone. Exactly. <laughs> so prayer is, I think that a huge part of prayer is just like disengaging the dualistic mind that sees everything in terms of for or against, that sees everything in categories and engaging the contemplative mind that says all things belong. Engaging the mind of Christ that says, you have a space here. The hardship has a space. The suffering has a space. It's all redeemable. Um, and so prayer is that shift. It's what moves us. It's not just asking God for things. In fact, I think that's the start of prayer. But when we really move into the depths of prayer, it's about changing our being. And so go on a prayer walk and shift your mindset. Open your eyes, open your ears, close your mouth, right? So I'm opening my eyes to the world around me. Do I see things that clue me in on the needs that might be in that home? Are there playground equipment? Is there a kid's bike sitting around? Is there a really nice car that's 20 years old and looks like it's been driven seven miles? There's a good chance that there's an elderly person living in that house, right? And that they are of the most vulnerable. And so you're now being attuned to the potential needs that are around. So we can prayer walk, offer assistance to neighbors. Well, I would also say, like, if you know there's first responders on your street, yes. you're praying for them when you know they're working that night. Yeah, that's great. We have uh, right across the street from us and throughout our neighborhood, I've seen a couple of mm. homes that definitely are first yes. responders. Yeah, that's, that's really, really good. Mm. So offer assistance to at-risk neighbors. Figure out the mechanisms in your neighborhood to just... Can you pick up uh, groceries for people while you're out? These types of things. I mean, I know your neighborhood has a really extensive group. Yours mm -hmm. is kind of organic. Mine has Facebook. So however that might work, right? Contact three different people every day digitally. Just send a text. It's super easy. You just had a connecting point digitally. What happened there? Yeah, Friday, a, a good friend of mine in the neighborhood sent a text to four or five of us, you know, these these friends, dads, you know, that we all hang out together. And he sent a text that, hey, get ready. In 30 minutes, I'm going to FaceTime and we're going to have happy hour together. And so we did that. We, we climbed online and, and it was just really fun to, to connect. And it felt like we were in person for a moment, you know, like we had the yeah. social 
connection, but we were telling funny stories, what's going on. Kids were popping in and out of the screens on all of our front, you know, and, you know, we were all over the different places. Like, I was down in my basement. One guy was on his front porch. One was in his office, in his house, and, you know, another one was in uh, his living room. And it was just like we were just hanging out. It felt like we weren't in those separate spaces. It really felt like we were at one of our favorite watering holes having a good time. Yeah, so That's good. Yeah. Another thing is you can explore spiritual content with people online. You all mm-hmm. have focused and have done this in the past with yes. the Enneagram, right? What's that yes. all about? Yes, some of my friends and I have explored the Enneagram. Um, Ian Cron is one of my favorite podcasts called Typology. And the Enneagram is a journey of self-discovery. It's very complex. It's far more complex than a personality type. But it's helped us understand like what number I identify as and then how I operate when I'm doing well or under stress and same with each other. And then listening to the, the different podcasts and understanding each other yeah. more. That's a great conversation starter. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing uh, that is really the connecting point, right, between the gathered and the scattered church is participate in the weekly while you're out scattered church adventure. And so that's the gathered church learning what are the needs in the community, presenting them to us, the scattered church, and us responding. So we're going to do this every week and we're going to say, here's the need. And as the scattered church, while you're out, grab it. So we've heard from one of our partners around a need for diapers for families. We know that the community kitchen has certain food items. And so we're going to get focused and just present one thing a week for the scattered church to while you're out get but also as the scattered church invite your networks to participate with you this is where you really step into the scattered church is to go out in your network your social media world your digital world and say hey uh, I, while you're out, if you can think about it, grab a diaper, grab some diapers. This is what I'm collecting this week for such and such organization. And use that language. I'm collecting it for such and such organization. You don't have to say my church. This is what you're doing. And then you can drop it off at the Taft Avenue location, that item, or directly at the community partnership that we're uh, sur- supporting that week. And so if you want to do that on your digital connect card, just check that box and we'll make sure you get the notification every week in your inbox. But you can also watch Facebook, Instagram. We're putting together a scattered church page of resources where you'll find that information as well as digital content to discuss and talk with family and uh, friends as well during this season. So as we wrap up our family cast today, what is God inviting you into? right? What is God inviting you into? And I hope that one of those things God's inviting you into is to be the scattered church. Because here's the deal. The scattered church, when it functions well, provides credibility and brings credibility to the gathered church. And this is why it matters. This is the so what test, right? That the, the, the gathered church by the minute has been losing credibility in the world. It's been internally focused. It's been just riddled with scandals and really when the scattered church goes out and in the name of Jesus brings hope and it gets reconnected into a gathered church, it brings credibility because this is a church that's actually doing the work. It's living as that chosen people. And so 
we bring credibility to our gathering when we scatter well, when we actually live out this space of hope. So on your digital connect card, there's some next steps there uh, that relate to keeping the gathered church strong so that it can equip the scattered church and to being the scattered church. So maybe you want to participate in that while you're out adventure we talked about. Maybe you that prayer walk just kind of connected with you. Check that box as a commitment. Like I'm going to go on a prayer walk and I'm going to try and turn my contemplative mind on and get rid of that mind that is so dualistic that wants to say this neighbor is good, this neighbor's bad. I'm gonna see things the way Jesus sees. Maybe you wanna continue your giving and you're used to giving in person uh, and we no longer are gathering in person. And so you can set that giving up online and keep the gathered church strong and the gathered church ministry strong. And you might need some help with that. If you check that box, uh, we'll email you out a link so you can get that all set up. All right? So we've got a song for you that is really a response song as you kind of, are faced with this invitation by God, will you be the scattered church? Will you go where I'm sending you, either through circumstance or through your choice? Will you do that? And so as you kind of uh, just take a few moments to breathe a little bit, let this closing song be your prayer today. Let this closing song be the response. As you're filling out that connect card, as you're unleashing generosity, uh, as you're putting in maybe your prayer request on that connect card, right? Uh, Just be thinking, I'm gonna go. This is all good stuff to do during these last few moments that we have together. And uh, also, we just don't want you to forget if if you're feeling like, man, I really would like to talk with someone about something that you're going through. Uh, It could be related to the quarantines. It could be related to the social distancing. It could be completely unrelated. We have our care ministers that are are always ready and they're setting up phone and video appointments and you can do that through your connect card as well. So I'm so thankful that you've been a part of this. Enjoy this song, pause, reflect. Let this be your response to God's invitation to the scatter, to be the scattered church this week. One, two, three, four.
for joining us live. I hope that your family gathering was encouraging and that you feel equipped for the week ahead. Don't forget to fill out that digital connect card and to give your offering online through text or through the offering envelope in the mail. Hope demands generosity. Also, how can our staff team support you better during this season? What would you like to see during the next family cast? Your comments help our team create meaningful content to help you be that orange dot of hope. Also, don't forget to follow the best practices from the CDC during this time. Remember, the best way to love God with all your heart is to love your neighbor. So don't forget, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking or easily angered and keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. <laughs>